<laughs> so yeah, we was talking about the Mason thing. You, you know, you do a lot of uh, reference to Masons a lot and a lot of, seems like you fuck around with people when you talk about the satanic type of shit. So, <laughs> well, about so I was into the Mason, I was into the Mason stuff for a while. Like I said, like, like, like I said, I was, uh, I was attending the meetings out here in the local Valley Lodge and, um, you know, I was, uh, participating in some of the stuff, the, the learnings and the teachings and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the, and they, to this day, you know, they still contact me and we still, I'm still like a part of their zoom meetings and they still, you know, incorporate me with a lot of stuff that they do. However, it's interesting because a lot of people associate the devil with the Masons and Masons are kind of like on their own type of deal. You know what I mean? It's kind of one, one thing is a satanic worship. And another thing is the Masons. So the Masons don't necessarily worship the devil, but they can worship the devil. If, if, <laughs> let, me, let me break it down. So basically, when you're a Mason, the requirements is you have to believe in a higher power. You can't be a Mason if you don't believe in a higher power. So you have to believe in a higher power. Now, who you worship, that's depending, that that's depends on the person's preference of what they want to worship. So you could literally be worshiping the devil. You could be worshiping Buddha. You could be worshiping Allah. You could be worshiping Jesus. It doesn't matter who you worship, but they require you that you have belief in a supreme being. Now, in the teachings and stuff like that, a lot of the stuff that they teach in these groups, a lot of people come together and they will we'll pick a topic. It might be science. It might be, we might be talking about you know, media, we might be talking about it, you know, whatever the topic is, p different people come in and share their different take on how they perceive that. Yeah. So these, it's kind of more like these, these group meetings of where you're sitting down with these intellectual individuals and you guys are just exchanging brains and exchanging thoughts on deep conversations. And uh, you're only allowed to, there's certain things you can't do at the meetings. There's certain things you can't say. You can only go with the flow of what's being said you can't like go off the deep end because you may offend the person next to you. see and that's what they don't want to do they don't want to make it to where someone is uncomfortable they want everybody to be open-minded except for everybody who for who they are and also bring their own theories and thoughts to the table but the whole devil worship side that comes from when I was tampering down a dark path, messing around with the Ouija board, kind of messing in the dark magic and all that stuff. That was, that was totally separate from the Masons. I was doing that on a different path. Okay. But since I was associated with both, people figured, okay, expressions, getting this shit from the Masons. But I was actually on a different note with all that other shit. It was just two, two separate things. But since they both came from my image that I put out, people associated it with both and figured that's, that he's probably doing it from bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I went down that path myself when I was younger. Uh, phone got me into that shit, to be honest. Heard uh, the Ouija board song they did and uh, went out and got, got a board, got tarot cards, got a wicked book and all that stuff, started studying all that shit. And uh, I never really did, you know, try to cast no kind of spell or no kind of shit like that, but um, definitely their music got me into that shit, but I got out of right. it. Right, yeah, with the dear Mr. Wee, Mr. Ouija, Ouija, are you with me? I <laughs> do both of those crazy with it, bro. Yeah. When they first came out, man, they was doing that crazy, 
crazy Mr. Ouija stuff. And then they kind of, you know, chilled out with it as the music started progressing. But when, if you go back and listen to their first stuff that they were putting out, they were putting out some real raw, spiritual, crazy, twisted type of stuff, bro. It was crazy. But fire, though, at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I got the first CD, it was the East 99. I turned that thing on, and as soon as it came on, and the backwards talking and the bombs dropping, everything, I turned it right off. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I didn't know what the hell I done got myself into because I had grew up thinking I didn't even know the country, uh, rap existed. I grew up thinking it was just country because that's all that's all my parents played, you know. And uh, like we only had like four four TV channels in the house. So we didn't have MTV or BET, VH1 and nothing like that. So uh, that was just a totally, totally different experience for me. But um, yeah, I got a friend too that he's, he's a Mason himself. And I was almost gonna get into it. The, the lodge is like literally probably about a half a mile down the road from me. Um, and I don't really follow a religion right now, but I do believe in higher power and whatnot. But the right. one thing that one thing that got me that I, I, I really liked the idea of it because, you know, it's like a brotherhood. The way my friend explained it to me was like, you know, kind of like a sorority or whatnot. Right. Fraternity right. And, and things of that nature. He's, you know, he wanted to learn how to play the guitar. He called one of his guys and they immediately jumped and come over there and, and taught him how to play it. You know, it was like like that's the thing about it, too, is that they look out for each other like crazy like that so if somebody unemployed but somebody owns a business they're going to hire you for them they're going to make sure that no matter what you're doing they're going to keep you at their level they're going to keep you going like yeah. and that was what's cool about it too is this all religion and politics aside is that from a business aspect if you want to connect with people and stay connected it was it was a good it was a good approach for me to want to be a part of that because obviously there's people in the entertainment industry there's people in the music industry and stuff like that they're involved in that yeah. So because of that, I was like, yo, I'm, 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 and not only that, I just found the studies to be fascinating as well. Like I like to, I, for some reason, I've always had a, like, I've always had a thing for science and religion and politics and not politics, probably the least of it all, but overall I've had a thing for always about the occult, about the teachings, about the Kabbalahs and all that type of sacred geometry and all that type of stuff. I've always had a thing for that. I've always been intrigued by it. So with that, not only that, but with the, with that knowledge that they share amongst each other, it helps me when I'm creating lyrics and when I'm writing songs and helps me think outside the box when I'm creating. So I like to definitely be a part of that. Um, I, it's 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 dope man it's dope and there's some really honestly there's some really nice people in there man like you honestly meet some really nice people in there who are just normal people who want to just help the world it's crazy yeah, sure. and then but but like everything else there's always bad seeds in it too so i can't sit here and say that there's not anybody in there who's off the deep end you know what i mean because there is but just like there is in a just like there's crooked cops, just like there's crooked this and that, there's always going to be some kind of mole somewhere, you know what I mean? For sure. You're going you're gonna right. to get some priests that out there molesting kids or whatever, like exactly. good and bad and everything. Can't get away from that. So anyway, you worked with Busy Bone at one point. How was that? Man, it was amazing, bro. It was amazing to be able to work with Busy Bone. You know what I mean? Because Bonthos, I love Bonthos, man. Bonthos is one of my favorite rap groups of all time. And, you know, Busy always stood out to me in the group because of his high-pitched voice. 
And you know what I mean? I've always listened to, you know, as a, as a group, I've always listened to the music, but I also, I was always listening to Busy off, off the side too. You know what I mean? He had his, his songs that were dope. And, you know, to, to work with him, man, is, is amazing because, you know what I mean? We put out this record together and it honestly ended up building a friendship out of that record. He messed with the record. I messed with the record. His manager messed with the record. He helped me push the record. So aside from him just doing the feature, you know, he helped me push the record. And now, you know, like I have his personal number and stuff and we stay in touch. And when I need advice on certain music stuff, I still reach out to him and he still gives me advice. Like we talk like friends now. So it's dope because it's like I never I didn't see the. I, it was already dope to have a record with a childhood idol. I mean, an idol that I've had since a child growing up and being on being influenced by and then now having a record with him one of from one of the greatest groups in the world rap groups in the world bone does harmony to being able to have him as a as a as a mentor to call up when i need advice on certain things relating to the music industry man it's amazing bro and you know what i mean i'm just blessed to have opportunity an opportunity like that to work with him man and because of that because of that has now opened the door for us to for me to contact lazy bone so now we now i'm able to you know, use that leverage like yo lazy I, you know what i mean my name is expression yada yada but lazy, lazy was already following me on uh on instagram and stuff like that so i kind of use that leverage as a way to kind of reach out to lazy and kind of lay out the plot lay out the you know lay out the plan for what i want to do with me you and him and kind of you know what i mean get that kind of going too so you know what i mean it's dope because each one of these features kind of sets you up it builds your credibility and sets you up to, to, to contact the next person to see what you're going to do next, bro. And uh, right now, I just, I, I actually, just a couple hours ago, I sent out the hook that I did for, the, for this Lazy Bone record that we're doing. I sent it out to this vocalist who I'm going to have do the hook. And this guy who's doing the hook for us, he has written for Rihanna, Justin Bieber, uh, Katy Perry. He's working with, he's signed to Universal Records right now. So it's dope because... He's a good friend of mine, too, that I actually ended up meeting on Clubhouse, and I want him to do the hook. So I think it's going to be dope to have a vocalist on the hook, Lazy on the verse, and then me, you, and him. And we're gonna, I'm looking forward to pushing that with you guys, man. So that's going to be a, another thing to add on to the Bone Thugs and Harmony family. Man. And, then, and, then aside, and then aside from them, two, I was invited to Crazy Bone's weed release party for his new strain that he had dropped leaves a legend and that was amazing man they could party side by side with crazy and that was dope man really down to earth really cool we vibed up all night man so eventually man if i could eventually work with all the bone thugs that'd be the ultimate goal man to have to have opportunity to work with all of them you know yeah yeah well next time you see him man ask him where the hell that wishbone album at been waiting, on that thing. <laughs> been waiting on that thing since them i think it was mo thugs too inside the album cover said wishbone album comes <laughs> so I seen you did a, a an IG the other day with you with you got LB. Y'all was talking. Oh, Alby. Talking about yeah, doing, Alby. Yeah, y'all talking about doing a whole album. What's up with that? So me and Alby, man, me and Alby's one of my childhood friends, and and you know he's we've been rapping together since high school, and we just did a we just put out an EP together in January. January first, we just dropped the new EP, little five track original EP. Uh, man, yeah, yeah, it's we call it a barology and it's it's dope, man. It's 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 dope because you know we've dropped mixtapes and stuff like that in the past, but this was our first original project that we put out together with everything all original and able to distribute the music, you know, Spotify, iTunes, and all that good stuff. So, 
and me and him, we want to do a follow-up EP, man. So, you know, definitely we're going to be working on something together. But he's he's working, aside from us both being solo artists, he works with his dad. And his dad has been rapping for like 25 years plus, man. He's in the, he's deep in the Chicano game. His dad goes by the name Chingon. So, you know, when he's not working with me, he's definitely collaborating with his dad. And they're doing stuff. But we come together and we, uh, we definitely like to push each other, man. We, because we're, not only are we artists, you know, we 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 grew up together. We're close friends, and we give each other that honest feedback, that real push, and we just keep it real with each other, man. So every time I collaborate with Aoi, man, it's always something dope. So I seen I seen you got a uh, the Coachella Valley Best Hip Hop Rap Artist Award. <laughs> How did that go? That was dope, man. Like I'm not gonna lie, like it's exciting to get that type of award in this valley where i'm from because you see coachella man i mean everybody knows coachella fest is one of the biggest music festivals in the world and you know this valley where i live has really became iconic for music for festivals because we have the tamale festival we have we have a lot of big things that happen in this valley as far as music and festivals and stuff like that so to achieve a reward like an award like that out of all the local artists who are out here in the hip-hop scene pushing and there's a lot of talent out here man so for me to receive that is a true blessing and a true honor man and I'm, I'm really proud of that especially during a year where you know everybody was suffering with covid and families and lives were affected that i you know was able to still stay optimistic and still push and push the music forward and you know grind it out and to get that during that time man is really you know, something special, you know, it was a really tragic year, Kobe in the beginning of the year and everything, man. So 2020 was definitely a, a tough year and I'm probably never going to forget it, man. And to top off the year, receiving that right after I had just got really sick with pneumonia and COVID at the same time, you know what I mean? That was uh, something big, man. It was something really big for me to to take all that in, man. But I was, you know, really happy to get that and really blessed. And my family is really proud and a lot of friends and a lot of, you know, just a lot of support out here, man. And I, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. My nephew had, uh, my nephew had COVID and then my, my wife's, uh, best friend, her and her husband got it and was in the hospital for a while. So how was it for you? Man, you know, what's crazy is I got it twice. <laughs> I had it in December and then I had it in January. Um, so the first time when I had it in December, bro, I had it, I had pneumonia and I had the COVID. And bro, and not only that, I had this oral, really bad oral thrush in my mouth that was, it was out of control, bro. I couldn't eat because I couldn't eat. Um, it was affecting my diabetes. I wasn't having, I had no energy. I couldn't get out of bed. Aside from that, I was congested. I couldn't smell. I was going through a bed in and out of the hospital every day, taking, you know, IVs. I had to, they had to just basically just feed me through IVs because I couldn't eat at all. And fevers every day, um, bro, it was, it was it was tough, man. It was really tough. And honestly, like, at one point, I felt like I was, like, I felt like this might was going to be the end, man. Like, honestly, like, I, in this, back in December, I really felt like it was going to be the end, man. I had, uh, I had was already saying, my, pretty much already telling my mom and my dad, you know, if if this is it, you know, just look out for my, my wife and my daughter. And, you know, you know, that's, I mean, it was, it was getting to a really deep, point you know life flashed in front of me man and you know when i finally got over it, it took about three weeks in december to get over it it felt good man to be back and then freaking somehow in some way in january i don't know what 
But you know, actually, it wasn't even January. It was the early. It was early this the end of January. This early this month, I had took a vaccination, the COVID vaccination, and, and ten days later, I had COVID. So mm. I don't know if there's a conspiracy there. I don't know <laughs> what, but I, I don't know, man. My mind's. I don't know, but I got it the second. I got it for the second time, and this last time I just had it. Uh, believe it or not, man, it was not even anywhere close to how bad it was in December, bro. Because like in December, I thought life was over this time. It's like I had very, very mild symptoms. Honestly, I didn't even know. I didn't even think I had it. I took a test by accident because I was just trying to go get some allergy medicine at the urgent care. And they're like, oh, you have to take a test to see the doctor. I'm like, okay. So I took a rapid test and then they told me I was positive. And I, I honestly, I was shocked and I wasn't, I couldn't believe that they, I actually had it. So I went and took a test elsewhere. And sure enough, both tests that I was positive well, I was like oh well and then sure enough two days later I ended up losing my smell again but I only lost my smell for three days so it, the, the symptoms the second time were really 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 not that bad at all man and I think so either the vaccine got me or the vaccine saved me or I don't know what the vaccine did but it wasn't as bad the second time man. and now I've recovered it from it again um I'm negative now and you know I'm, I'm ready to get back to the grind in, in, in the music, man. And, and you know I'm happy that this is the interview that we're having right after all that because this was just literally like a week ago that I was going through this week. So yeah, I've been nervous about it myself because my nephew when he got it, uh, he stays with my mom and my mom's on a breathing machine. I thought for sure she was going to get it and that was going to be it for her, but luckily everything was all good. Um, but yeah, they're doing the most with that shit. I, I was planning on not taking the vaccine myself uh, just because I feel like, you know, for the most part, everybody else let them be the test dummies, you know? Uh, right. Right. And then, you know, they done offered it to my wife, but she's pregnant. And of course she don't want the same reason. She don't want to do it because don't know. There ain't a whole lot of data with pregnant ladies having taken it and whatnot. But um, I thought that I'd be good to just not take it and let everybody else get it. But then I done heard here recently that basically even if you got the shot, you can still carry it and you just won't get sick from it, but you can carry it and give it to somebody who does not have the shot. So, right, right. You know, I don't know. I still got my kids out of school right now. They, they homeschool. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's a crazy time because, you know, some people beat it, but you don't know who's going to get it. That might just might not be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. I see your daughter's on the mic. You're going to you doing <laughs> like you doing stuff like Eminem there with his daughter. Trying to man. Speaking of Eminem, man, shout out to Eminem. I love Eminem, man. It's definitely one of my one of my favorite uh, top five rappers of all time, man. Eminem is a lyricist, man. It's incredible. Uh, with my daughter, man, she, you know what? She's always around when I'm playing beats, when I'm writing music, when I'm reciting my lyrics, when I'm reciting my songs, and she tries to like. She just has so much interest interest in what I'm doing that. She tries to, you know, freestyle with me. She tries to rap and talk. She tries to diss me and battle me and tries to do the most. She tries <laughs> to do the most, man. It's crazy. So, you know, I've, I've taken her to the studio a few times where I've actually had her kind of do just some background voices and a little, like, back, little intros on songs and stuff like that. I featured her on the Right Path album and I featured her on the Heartbeat album. Okay. Um, but, you know, I definitely want to work on something with her because she wants to obviously she, she can't write her own lyrics but she freestyles her own lyrics that's what trips me out so we're gonna find i'm gonna find a way to see how we can work together to make something happen man. 
And I don't know if it's her freestyling, me writing it down, making her memorize it, or me helping her. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're definitely going to work on something. She has interest. She just told me a couple of days ago that she wants to take singing lessons too. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. Man. If she wants to be, I don't want to force her into it, but if she naturally wants to be a part of that, then I mean, I'm going to do all I can to, you know, help her push that. Cause you know, obviously I have major love for the music and, at some point, I'm going to just want to sit back and be behind the scenes. It'll be kind of dope to see my daughter continue that. So that would be that would be something I would definitely want to invest in as a, you know, as a father. And not only that, but as an artist to see that, that'd be awesome. Do, do you do you do you think about that when you're writing lyrics? Do you think about your daughter and what, what she might think when she gets older? I do. Some of the songs I've some of the song I've some of the songs I've written, I've written for her to. I know she interprets it in her ways now, but she's still young. You know, she's only five, so she's only going to get so much out of it. But I've written songs about her and to her that one day she's going to grow up and she is going to know how I felt, know where I know the love I had and know the, the, the stuff, especially because like songs, like I have a song about her when she had her surgery. I wrote a song about that, about that whole experience as a father going through that with her and her surgery. Then, you know, I've written other songs about, you know, my parents' divorce and all that stuff like that that I've written. So some of these songs I've written, I've, you know, I've definitely opened up about my struggles and also my appreciation of her and my and different songs. So I feel like when she grows up and really gasps with what I put into it, I think she's going to, you know, she's going to appreciate it too. But I do that because not only, I mean, in my writing from the heart and it's music, but when I was writing these songs, I was having really bad health complications and I still kind of am, you know what I mean? But at that, at that moment, when I was putting out that, the heartbeat album, I was really, my diabetes was really, really bad. I mean, it's still bad, but it was worse then. And uh, man, I felt like, again, like I felt like my time was coming and I had a lot to get off my chest. So I had put it all into those songs and, you know, that's why the heartbeat, is more of like a real personal project of mine that really shares my story and what I've been through as opposed to the right path album. That's kind of more like, Oh, he's just, he's an MC. He's doing lyrical stuff. He's rapping his ass off. He's doing that type of stuff. So on the one album, you have my story. The other album, you kind of showcase myself as an MC, as a rap, as a rap artist. And then, you know, the stuff projects with Albie is kind of like just some hip hop type stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have different, categories of stuff i do but the project that's really personal to me is the heartbeat because that's something that's when i go back and listen to it i trip i live the moment i live the moment of where i was at in life when i was writing these songs and what i have flashbacks of the memories i was referring to so what you got going on for 2021 man 2021 you know what the year started off we dropped i dropped the ep on the on the first day of the year and then followed it up with followed it up with that award that had just came like a week later so that award came in the first week of uh that coachella valley best hip-hop had came you know a week after we had just dropped the bar uh the barology ep and then after that we went to la we shot a music video out there that was a really cool, uh, dope thing man we, we had a, people from the cobra kai set that were filming our stuff man some of the people that do the editing and stuff like that for us they were able to film for that and then, uh, you know, going into, you know, I kind of going into the March and stuff like that. I'm definitely want to, 
I got this new record dropping with Eddie Wayne. He's the guy I was uh, talking about that's the songwriter. For, you know, he does a lot of songwriting for a lot of artists in the industry, you know, Rihanna and all them. Um, I got a single dropping with him, and then we're gonna. I want to push that single that we're gonna be doing with Lazy. That's the main focus that I want to do before I do any new projects. In other words, like I, my new, my next, sing, my next single that I definitely want to push is gonna have to be something that's okay. Expressions, not just collaborating with a friend or not just collaborating by himself. I want to put something dope out, like really pump the fans up, and then I'll get back to what I'm doing. Cause I, right now I'm currently working still on the right path too, but I'm not really like setting a deadline for that. I'm kind of just letting it come naturally. See the first, the first on the right path one, I had kind of had a deadline. This one, I'm kind of just letting it just come natural, choosing my beats, letting it flow. Kind of like I kind of started off the year a little slower than usual. I kind of was relaxing. I've been relaxing, kind of just taking the extra time to focus on social media growth. Because that's one thing I like to do, too, is not only do I like to write music and stuff like that, but I also want to try to build my fan base, like on the social networks and stuff like that. So I've been doing more TikToks lately, trying to grow on there. I've been interacting with people on Clubhouse. I've been, you know, trying to build just build different connections, man, because at the end of the day, I could put out uh, projects and projects and projects. But if nobody's listening, people ain't streaming. If I'm not building or growing the fan base, I mean. I'm just playing it for the same people over and over and over. So I try to sometimes take breaks from the music to focus on growing the actual audience that's going to be listening and actually networking with me. And that's why I've been going live every night, every other night. If not every night, every other night I'm live. I'm interacting with other rappers, artists, or whoever wants to just come and vibe with me on Instagram. So I just try to keep that going, man. So but I want to drop. So this, But this year I definitely want to drop something for Halloween. I want to drop a little Halloween, something for Halloween. I'm thinking, I was, I've been thinking about doing a Halloween EP kind of to bring the dark shit back. I was thinking of, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking about doing something a little dark, you know, a little five track EP for Halloween would be cool. And then I wanted to drop a couple Christmas records this year, man, throw people off. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I have this, I have a couple beats, man. And they sound like some, like it could be like a dope Christmas record, bro. And I've, I've explored like ideas in my head and like I, I found a way for it to be dope. Christmas vibe, but not cheesy at the same time. It's still like a hit, like it's crazy. Like I'm just gonna have to put it out and let people trip out on it. Yeah, I think I think uh back in the day, Death Road did a Christmas album. Ah shit. And then you got DMX, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Fucking DMX. Do you got a song with Snow? Snow the product does not fuck with me, bro. She does. <laughs> and it's sad, bro, because. I fuck with her, bro. Like, I, I like to me, she's one of the dopest female rappers, bro. Like, she's fucking, she's lit, bro. Like, I like Snow's music, man. Like, not only that, but she's Mexican. I'm Mexican. We're both from Cali. She was in the underground. I was in the underground. Like, it's like, it made sense for us to work. Yep. And, uh, you know, we had been in a conversation of doing a collab once. And uh, she fucking wanted $7,000 to do the record. And, uh that wasn't even the issue. The The funny thing is I was willing to do it, man. Like on the, on some real shit, I was really willing to do the record, but I told her, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do the record, I want a contract for the record. And I want the contract to implement that. You're going to help me push the record on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and all your social media sites. Well, at the time, 
you know, I get, I think she was with the Atlantic Records. So she was trying to do the collab on the low low. She wanted it to be like an off the, off the books collab. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to do no off the book collab, like something you're not, you're, you're not even supposed to technically be doing. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's how people get their records pulled. That's how, you know, that's how that just opens up a can of worms. I've been there before and I'm not going to do it again, bro. And, uh, you know, so she never got back to me after I sent, you know, the terms of what I wanted for that collab. And uh, so I let it go. You know, it was nothing. It was like, you know, I wasn't going to harass her about it. But one day, one day I go to search and I still to this day don't know the reason, bro. I go to search her Instagram and I'm blocked. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Why am I blocked on Instagram? Like I hadn't t- hadn't disrespected her. I hadn't said anything crazy to her. I hadn't done anything, but I was just blocked after that fact of trying to get after after that how I contacted her back, letting her know what I would want to do if we if I agreed to her terms. I wanted her to agree to my terms, and we would have a deal. And after that, like I got blocked like a like a month later, never responded, never nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> I confronted her on Twitter. I was like, yo, why you <laughs> I was like, yo, why you blocking? Why you how you gonna block somebody who supports you and shows you love? That's crazy. And then she's like, if I blocked you, it was for a reason. I'm like, well, what was the reason? Again, never responded. So just left it at that. And that was all over Twitter. So I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. And it's crazy because it's like today, I still res- I mean, I respect her grind. I respect her. I like her music, but I don't understand what the whole shit was about. So and it's crazy because, like I said, I met her, went to her concert. Um, at the concert, we were chop- we were chopping it up, talking business. I got her brother's number that that he was the one who was um, passing back and forth the negotiation of what was going on, and then it just died out when I said I wanted to get that shit promoted, bro. Because uh, look, man, if I'm gonna invest seven thousand dollars into a record and that's that's fucking expensive i don't care who says what or what 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 seven thousand dollars to just fork out for something like that is a fucking investment and that's it's not cheap but if it's gonna be worth it and help me grow overall i would consider it but if she's not gonna help me push the record to her million followers or whatever the hell she had at the time it it wasn't gonna be fair to me to just have her voice and have her go ghost on the track. And then not only that, not even supposed to do the record because she was with Atlantic Records at the time. Whereas when I work with other artists, they are quick to accept the terms that I ask or they already know what's up and they, they, they offer it. So I've been in different contracts with people who understand and know what's up, man. Like if they, if they know what's up, they know what's up. They're not going to like, if you don't don't try to friend you, and this is just going out for anybody who's going out there who's trying to reach out to people for collaborations or you know artists like that don't let these people take your money give you a verse and just try to like disappear from the whole world like it never happened bro like make sure y'all have paperwork make their ass promote that make that make them share that make them be a part of it I mean, sometimes they'll give you a blowout deal to where it's like, okay, man, we're not going to promote it, but we'll give you it for the deal for like this. So then, I mean, it depends on how you negotiate, man. Some, some different people negotiate different, but if you're dropping dime, bro, like you gotta, you gotta call it how you want it, man. Straight up. Yeah, for sure. And if, if they're on a label, you can't just give them the money and, and, and get the person. Exactly. A lot of these. Break them off some. Exactly. Cause a label will pull that shit down, bro. And that's happened to me before. 
I did a record with somebody from In Grooves, and he was just trying to make money on his own, like on, on the side note, giving me side verses on the side. Fucking guy's manager from In Grooves went on there, dude, flagged my whole shit, got pulled down from Spotify. It affected my whole Right Path album. I had to re-release Right Path back to Spotify and all that. I had to go through all kinds of stipulations, bro, just because of one artist trying to do some scheming shit on the side. So and I, and I had to confront the artist and tell him, yo, this is uh, unprofessional, my guy. Like, what, what's the deal with all this? And he apologized to me. You know, we're cool now. It's like, whatever, you know. But just the fact of people trying to do things behind the scenes that it's like, bro, when you sign to a label, you're telling these people, you know what you can and can't do. Like, why are you trying to be a hero? Like, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes maybe maybe the artists don't even know themselves, you know, like. Facts. That might be a case, too, man, because they give you a big old stack of paperwork half the time people don't even read that shit they just want to they get so excited that they're even getting offered a deal they just want to sign that you know what i mean yep like recently i had a uh i had a track from dax and trippy red they wanted me to upload it to youtube as soon as i did it they got flagged so i mean hey dax is dope man i, I like dax a lot bro I, I like i like dax's shit a lot man. he's a he's a cool guy man he's a real cool guy and then in, it was in grooves too same same uh Oh, Andrews be doing that, man. Like they're really they're on that shit, man. It's crazy. So, uh, have you ever done anything with uh King Crooked? King Crooked, yeah, we got a couple. We we got how many records do we got? We got one, two. We got two records. I got two records with King Crooked. I got one record with King Crook. It's called To the Top, and I got another record with King Crook. That's called Hip Hop Ain't Dead. And Sahai the Prince is on that record. And it's dope because both of them cats hell of inspired me, bro. And they're both in my top 10 greatest lyricists of all time type type deal, man. I mean, Crooked is a beast, obviously, from Slaughterhouse on to M. You know, Sahai writing all those records for Kanye West, being with good music and all that, man. So having both of them on the same track was pretty intense, man. And that's... Now, that was a big thing for me, man, having both of the two idols on the same record. And that was the first time they had collabed, too. So it was kind of it was cool to bring that to light. And uh, the record with the first record I did with King Crooked, uh, we recorded that at Ronnie King studio for, you know, uh, Ronnie King. He produced over, you know, 40 songs for Pac, did the piano keys on a lot of Pac records and stuff like that. So I have brought Crooked Eye over here. To where I live at Ronnie King Studio, we recorded it together in person uh, at Ronnie King's, man, and it was a it was a dope experience, bro. Super, super dope, just unforgettable. Yeah, I really like his shit and uh, uh, Toby. I don't think I've heard of him. I gotta check him out. Yeah, he's dope, man. Anyway, um, so who's some artists you feeling nowadays? The new artist. <clears throat> new artists, um. I'm liking Jordan Lucas. I don't think he's really new, new because he's been around since back in the day. But he's getting he's more known now in this new generation as opposed to back then when he was doing stuff with tech and all that. But I like Joiner a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, again, I like Sci-Hi, but Sci-Hi is still from back in the day. I'm trying to think, you know, currently who. I like, uh, I mean, I like a variety of stuff, man, because you know what? It doesn't always have to be rapidy rap stuff for me. It could be. It could be, you know, just a mainstream record that's hot, man. It could be something like Russ is cool. I like Russ's stuff that he puts out. I, 
You know, there's different type of stuff. I've, it just depends on the vibe, man. Because you know, it just depends. Because I'll hear a record, and if I vibe with the record, and it's a hot record, I'll 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 fuck with the with the artist, man. And, you know, ultimately, I mean, I like the the rap. I like hip hop stuff. That's what I'm into. You know, but at the same time, I uh, I still like hearing hot records, man. If you got a hot record and it's banging, I mean, there's no denying it. You know. Jonah Lucas, he don't really get the respect. He deserves, I feel like he was, he was really creative. Um, nah, he's creative, man. I love Joiner stuff. Um, Logic, I'm not I'm not as big. I'm not that big on Logic compared to how people be getting over Logic. I'm not going to say he's whack. I'm not going to say he's trash. But there's just something about him that I'm not sold on. And I don't know what it is. I don't know 100% what it is. But I definitely like Joiner a lot. A lot. He's dope. Yo, King Los is killing it, man. King Los is, is he's he's doing dope stuff. But see, a lot of these artists that I'm that I like, they're they've kind of always been behind the scenes. That's the that's the problem with these these artists. Is like they're they're like the type of artists that go and write for the big artists who are actually out out. You know, like the Locksmiths and all them. Locksmiths is super dope too. But as a person who's actually like trending right now, I got to give it up to, to Joyner, man, because, you know, he came out, still had that lyrical bar style, but then he kind of started adapting into the mainstream a little bit, got to deal with Atlantic. Then he started doing stuff with Chris Brown. Then he did the Eminem record. And then, you know, he did that one with Logic. And then now he did the Will Smith record collab. So Joyner is definitely going on the map, man. Right. Salute to him. I ain't seen it. It's crazy because he had as much love as I have for him. He has me fucking blocked. <laughs> he got you blocked too. He got me blocked too, bro. Golly. And it's crazy because, <clears throat> see, when I put out the right path one, I had hit up Joiner to do a feature, bro. And straight up, man, like the dude quoted me fifteen hundred bucks. So I'm thinking, I'm excited. I'm like fifteen hundred bucks from reverse from Joiner Lucas. This is gonna be dope, right? All right, I tell him, I'm going to get back to you, man. I'm going to get back to you. I need a couple weeks. So he agrees. He says, yeah, we're good. Then, you know, he goes, in, in these two weeks, bro, I kid you not, he drops, I'm not a racist. He drops the record, I'm not a racist. This guy blows up, bro. All over the world. Everybody knows him now because of that one record. Gets the deal. All that in the matter of two weeks, bro. I hit him back. I hit him back like, yo, what's good with the feature? Like, you know what I mean? I got the money ready. He's like, oh, it's going to be 15000 now. I'm like, 15000 You said 1500 I got the screenshots, bro. So I, so, I started, so I sent him the screenshot, man, of him saying he'll do it. Yeah, bro, but, you know, things have changed, man. I'm like, what has changed, bro? You agreed. Like, so we kind of got into a little, like, I basically told him, like, man, wow, bro. Like, you, you ain't a real one for that. Da, da, da. He, didn't, he didn't like how I told him like that. I'm like, man, if you, like. I told him if you were a real one, you would honor your word, man. Like I, I, I was fucking with you before you blew up like that, and uh, you know, short end of the story is, bro, he ended up blocking me on Instagram. Yeah. But you know, all that blocking shit aside, it doesn't change the fact that Joiner is a creative ass artist, and that I still put him in my top list because he's fucking dope, bro. Especially his storytelling and all that. So that's definitely somebody who I give credit to with Joiner. I like that. Uh. That one he did, it was like the gang initiation. I don't remember the title of the song, but that's that's where I got on his music at. Was that song? Oh, I know which one you're talking about, bro. That one's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. one's crazy. That's the one that 
the one where the, where he tells the story about the kid that goes to school and and, and he's talking about that one. Yeah, yeah. That he one. goes to the school and then he tells the story as as the victim and then tells the story as the shooter. That shit's crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. When Buster Rhymes heard that song, Buster Rhymes was all blown away by that man. And there's a reaction of Buster Rhymes just tripping out on that. It was just different, like you know. I it's like know. Rossi something, Rob. It's like a weird name. It's like something weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Any, anybody who does that, who, who, who all of a sudden just thinks that they that shit don't stink, like you know, you don't you don't made a deal, you know, things of this nature, and then just because the circumstances change, like I mean, come on, man, that's some bullshit right there. And that's the thing is, like you know what I mean. We were talking, we're talking. I'm like, look, man, just send me the record. You know what I mean, um, I'll pay you the money. I got the money, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's just like I'm not gonna sit and cry about it, but at the same time, I trip out. Like, I guess that's how the game goes, man. You know, it's I guess moral of the story is you never know who's gonna blow up next, and uh, you never know how they're gonna act when it when it comes back to you trying to work with them and them, you know, them feeling a certain way. I mean, I guess it's just part of the business, man. So that's why I don't take it personal. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's because like that's just like I said in the book, you know, I'm talking I'm talking about uh, verifications and whatnot, and I mentioned, you know, at one point, YouTube, you didn't have to have a, a hundred thousand followers to get verified over there, you know, things change, so yeah, things change all the time. You, sometimes you just got to jump on it. Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes you miss exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, salute to Joiner again, man. And, and salute to Snow, Snow the Product. <laughs> and everybody else that got me blocked. Freaking uh, Offset got me blocked. Damn, you know? But it's crazy, bro, because, like, like I don't even like I don't even talk shit like that. Like, I really don't. I'm just real with it when I hit them up and we conversate. And they, like, I, like, I don't think they like that I ain't kissing their ass like that. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's, like I'm just real with it. I'm not disrespectful, but I'm just telling it how it is bro like and i think that <laughs> they just don't fuck with that <laughs> but you know it would you know a lot of it had to do with when i got my verification when i got my verification for instagram you know that's when a lot of these convos started happening on ig because they were seeing that i was verified and they were responding to my messages so you know that's kind of how i was getting into these conversations with these people and uh you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, you know, regardless of it definitely changes things when you get a badge for sure. Yeah. Oh, it does, bro, because it's like no matter how they feel, whether they know who you are or not, Instagram has acknowledged the fact that you're someone notable. Yeah. So and 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 at that point you're you're like almost in the same category when it comes to social media. They just have more fucking followers and more people watching their shit, obviously, and streaming their music, but in the terms of somebody who's Looking at someone with a blue check, I mean, I have people all the time. How do you get verified? How do I do this now? How are you this, this and that? You must be this and that. They just, it's a certain like level that people just hold you after having, it, and that's why you know to me, I think verification is is an important tool that helps you grow, man. And it's I mean, I hear a lot of people that talk shit about it, like, oh, we don't need the blue check, blah, blah. but it's the people who say that are the ones who truly want it and pissed because they haven't got it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. You gotta watch it. You gotta be careful over there on TikTok, cause man, uh, a friend of mine, he was verified, and uh, he just made a joke. He he started getting the questions like you getting, you know, uh, you know, how'd you get it? And, da, 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 da. and so he went and made this video where he took a towel and put it over his head and pretended to be a woman. 
and then he, he comes walking in as himself. He's pretending like he's walking into a bar and he talks to the woman and it's supposed to be a TikTok employee. And basically he's implying that to get the badge, he went to a bar and flirted with an employee. That's how he got verified. Well, right after he put that video out, he got a uh, he got a, an email saying that he had broken uh, terms and they they took his badge away. Fuck. I guess they felt I guess they felt like he he was making them out to be like a hoe or something. I don't know. To me, it was just it was you know a light joke, but I guess they didn't like it. So yeah, I gotta be careful on what I, on the type of content I put out, man. I gotta really because you know what I you gotta I gotta be funny, be cool, but also at the same time. Be be aware and, and and also know that you know they they gave you this this badge so you got to be reputable in a way you got to you kind of you want to just be out here acting wild with it man you want to and you don't want to be making TikToks look bad either like they're just giving badges to random ass people that's why anytime I get flagged for a video that I post I, I delete it right away like as soon as they because those I notice that they'll delete a video but it'll still stay in my little it'll still stay there but it's like hidden I think I don't know but I go and delete that shit man and like. I've only been flagged for a couple videos I've posted. For a couple videos I've, I've posted, and uh, one will be like, oh, this violates the terms or whatever the hell, whatever the hell whatever they say. Yeah. And then I'll delete the video, man. But the last thing I want to do is get the verification taken away, especially on TikTok, because, you know, what I like about TikTok is, is they're an awesome platform that helps people grow, man. Like, I've seen people start with no followers, and they just start putting funny stuff out, start tagging the For You page, and next thing you know, they're blowing up, man. It's crazy. Yeah. The, algor- the algorithms are ridiculous on TikTok. True. Well, man, I appreciate you. Hey, Tony, I appreciate you having me, man. And, you know, I look forward to our record that we're going to be putting out. And we're de- we'll be talking about that soon, too. Um, I can't know, wait like to hit a hook, man. I can't wait to hit a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, you know what? I did the hook. I had the idea of what I wanted to sound like. But when I did the hook, it just, I could, I hear myself and I'm a perfectionist, bro. And I don't, I don't like that how I was off key on certain parts of the hook. So I needed to be perfect, bro. Especially if we're going to put somebody iconic like that on it. I don't want to send, I don't want to have a fire ass verse and a mediocre hook. I want the hook to pop out. So when he hears it, he gets inspired and really writes something deep from the heart too. You know what I mean? So I want the record to be perfect, man. And that's what I'm going to do for us. I want to make sure that that's the next thing that really shocks the people. I'm going to get artwork going on. We're going to, it's going to be dope, man. I'm excited for it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man i let my I, I, I picked my son up the other day i was we was on the ride back and i was telling him about it and he, he was like who's that so i you know i let him hear some of the old older bone music and after he heard it when he got out the car he just kind of looked at me like the, the expression on his face was like you sure about that you sure you want to do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's gonna that. be fun man. it's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> but, what's um, cool about it is lazy bone is super down to earth bro and like he's you know what aside from this conversation that we've had about music he's reached out to me on a couple other notes like he's seen a couple posts that i've put about my health when i was in, you know dealing with the covid back to that covid stuff yeah. when, in, when i was in december going through it he had reached out to me man via dm and you know he kind of you know he, he was he was really looking out for me man so aside from music aside you know lazy bones a really cool guy man he's a real down-to-earth guy and that's what i like about him so he's really easy to talk to and really easy to just just work with like that so i'm looking forward to it because people like that man those are the people you want to work with in the industry the ones who are just real about their shit down to earth and and you know what i mean that's those are the type of people you want to work with 
Yep, sure. Well, man, take care. And like I said, I appreciate it again. Is there anything else you want to say before we leave? Hey, man, you know what, everybody? Just just tap in with my brother Tony from Now Entertainment. Amazing dude right here. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I want you guys to show him love and support. Y'all can, you know, check out any of my music at Expression on Spotify, Apple Music, any of that. Follow me on all platforms at, at Expression to MC. And I appreciate you for having me, Tony. Thank you so much, man. You have a good one. You too.